you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. The Around the NFL Podcast is a workout wonder. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL Podcast. My name is Dan Hanses, and I am joined by a room filled with heroes. Mark Zessler, Christoph Wessling, and Greg Rosenthal. What's up, boys? Hey, Dan. Christoph. Why do I got to be French? <laughs> you don't like that? No. I like it. I think you should. That basically should be Chris's name from here on out. Just like Philly Philly Brown's mother named him Corey Brown. He no go, now goes by Corey. My mother named me Christopher. Okay. I mean, Philly Brown. I'm not going to get in the way of Mrs. Wesley. His, it was never really Philly. That was a name that was tagged on him, and he went with it for a little bit. Starting the show with a lot of Philly Brown. We are off That's the rails. That's an upset. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is June 2nd, 2015. We get closer and closer to uh, training camp and then the regular season and then the playoffs and then the Super Bowl and then free agency and then the combine and then the draft. And it then we'll be right ends. back here again. And then your off-season controversy du jour. Yes. Whatever is next, the next gate. We have a very nice show today. The group is all together, which is always fun. Uh, we are going to get into some news, a lot of news to get into uh, and what's been a, a pretty uh, busy day is uh, off-season training activities uh, continue. Mark, that's better known as what? A shorthand? What is? I'm sorry. Uh, OTAs. There you go. OTAs. I was in my own world for I know. There. I got you there. <laughs> and uh, Mark's looking at that clock so he knows he's out of here at 3 o'clock. <laughs> no, I'm looking to be part of an award-winning episode of this podcast wow. that's true I like that. we are nam- we are nominated by the Acad- your award <laughs> we are nominated by the academy of podcast sciences something like that uh, so continue to send in maybe your favorite five minute clip of the show uh to at producer td who's in nigeria by the way right now can't hear a word of what we're doing here yeah maybe we shouldn't send it to td send it to how long is td in gone? nigeria he's been gone for a couple weeks Listen, be this gone is, until after the submission date. it's 2015 i'm sure that he brought his laptop and he's plugged in he likes being a part of this podcast i trust him he's going to a wedding in multiple countries i i don't wouldn't send any business oriented <laughs> item his way you can send it to around the nfl too send it to both of us yeah you could do that too and i i would also say that this could be serving, yes, not only joyful time for TD, his sister's getting married, but also test whether how much do you love the Around the NFL podcast? That's a good point. You're going to work remote from another part of the world. Greg, fair or unfair? That's fair. We we get on Mark, you know, and, and for not listening to the podcast, why not TD? Mm, that's true. That felt unnecessary. Why did we need no, to my bring point it was, back to my that My point area? was we've already set a high standard. TD's got to clear it. We are also, in addition to the news, going to – uh, get into, listen, everybody loves to do a little power rankings. Uh, and, uh, yes, June 2nd, very early. But, you know, from where we stand now in the early or the mid-stages of uh, off-season training, even the late stages, uh, you know, let's check in and, and share our five top teams in the NFL as we head toward training camp and our five bottom feeders and see how bad we look come January, or good we look, in Wes's case. Because he's going to nail it. I'm going to announce it right now. All 10 teams are going to be perfectly accurate. Uh, but before we get to any of that, we will check 
behind the glass. And, yes, if TD's gone, there has to be someone there. The gold standard now is in the middle of, uh, you know, indicting uh, – what's the name of that guy? Seth Blatter. Seth Blatter. Uh, Seth. <laughs> kicking him out of FIFA. That's – a lot of people are excited about that, including that damn Yank. Replacing TD today is the great Sean Sullivan. We call him A.O. Sully. Hey, Sully. What's up, guys? What's up? How are you? Sully. I'm doing well. Doing really well. Yeah, it's, it's uh, good to be a part of the pod. Are you, I mean, this is a big big uh, moment. This is a Stitcher award-winning show, so there's Whew. a bar that you need to stay above and not drag the show down. Are you nervous at all? Uh, no. No, I'm not nervous. I feel uh, like we're kind of wasting Sean's greatest gift, putting him on air, <laughs> because the people can't see his mustache, which mm. is really the defining part of Sean. Best stash in the game right now at NFL Media. It, it uh it might it, the days are numbered for the stash. No. What? Because, because of a uh, certain nickname that Sheck has given. <laughs> oh. Yeah. We won't yeah. say it on the we air. We won't here. say it on the air here on on ATN. Well, you know what? But when we get downstairs, I'll, I'll you know, I'll give it to Sheck a little bit because that's not right. Yeah, it's not right. He's going to sh- no one shames him into shaving that beard. That's true. But if you if you're trying to imagine Sean, just imagine a beautiful mustache and a hair that looks exactly like every man from Alabama. Yeah. Oh, no. Every, every Alabama. Every frat boy <laughs> in an SEC school. SEC okay, school. Okay, there we go. Really. There we go. I can accept that. Uh, hey, uh, Sully, can we do some news? Yes, let's do some news. All right, we start with the big news of the day. Tuesday, Minnesota Vikings have got their running back back in the building. Adrian Peterson returned to the team uh, he's back. He is joining the team in OTAs after, a, you know, not a holdout, but he was sitting out OTAs, was unhappy with his contract, was unhappy with the team. Uh, he made his unhappiness clear on Twitter last week, which maybe you thought, oh, maybe this is hinting at something longer. But instead, here he is. He's with the team. He also spoke to the media um, after Mike Zimmer first spoke and said that, you know, there's nothing more beautiful than seeing the ball in Adrian Peterson's hands and welcoming him back with open arms. AP comes out says it's been an emotional time for both the parties involved. He's learned from his mistake. He's moving forward, and he's ready for what's in front of him. Greg Rosenthal, AP is back. Were you surprised it happened today? Absolutely. Based on what you said, the Twitter comments, it seemed like they were starting to dig in their heels. I expected him to be back eventually, but not so soon. But you got the sense today listening to him speak. He just missed football, and he he knew it wasn't helping him. And maybe him and his agent decided – if they if they want to get their money, maybe the better route here is to come in, do the work, and, and maybe eventually you'll get some guaranteed money in 2016. This was all – he had no leverage, right? So there really was nothing to gain other than, like, going all out. And he said – he said during this press conference that he, a lot went through his head. He even mentioned – I remember one around the NFL Post we wrote a while back that track was something that was in his mind. Like, he went through all these stages, retirement, but ultimately I guess he decided – uh, you know, there's no leverage. I missed the game. I want to be there with my teammates, and here he is. I mean, the the Twitter rant that he went on last week. Maybe when when any when any of us do anything like that, some version of that, you think it's going to be responded to a certain way, and it was certainly not responded to positively in general. But maybe you know, over over the course of time after that, he just reset the machine, and the Vikings are the winners here. They didn't have to pay him an extra cent. They get him back, and Mike Zimmer, who who thought last year, Mike Zimmer would go into his first year as an NFL head coach with a rookie quarterback and no Adrian Peterson. That's not what he signed up for. He has Adrian Peterson back now. And, and he played a huge role in that 
Peterson said, Zimmer played a bigger role in me returning than he'll ever know, that he's a coach you don't want to let down, that he never had a problem with any of the coaches, that he thinks they're one of the best coaching staffs he's ever been you know, seen or in the NFL, and that he loves his teammates and ultimately thought he owed it to them. So he made it clear he was, he was separating the coaches from the management. Zimmer handled this whole thing beautifully, I thought. A couple months back, he, he traveled – uh, to Houston and 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 spoke with Peterson at the house. He kind of he never said anything to really inflame the situation. Last week, uh, he came out and was just straight honest. I don't think it was antagonistic or anything. He was like, you know, just said what everybody knew that he was going to play with the Vikings or not play at all. Obviously, that relationship maybe that strained like everyone else with Peterson and the Vikings. But it seemed that uh, that at the end of the day, he respected Zimmer and that played a role in this. Yeah, I think. There was a love fest going on both ways. Zimmer said, you know, I love this kid. I really do. I've said all along I wouldn't fly to Houston to see him if it wasn't important to me. Um, And then you could see the respect on both sides. He thinks, you know, despite what Adrian Peterson went through last year, you can tell that he thinks Adrian Peterson is a good person and he wants to see him succeed. They stressed that a lot. And Peterson took a lot of questions uh, about his son. I thought for a guy who is not known for being a good public speaker, I think he's probably struggled with that throughout his career. I th- I thought it was a very emotional and honest and effective press conference. He was speaking from the heart and you c- he seemed like a more mature and a little bit of a changed guy after going through all this and and the stuff he did talk about his son, you know, I know it's not a topic we we talked about a lot, but I think it was an important point the things that he said he learned in therapy and the parenting methods and he apologized for it and it's, it's like okay, now now we can all move on. I think one of the reasons why Peterson didn't have much sympathy is because of that, that he didn't come across as someone for the past eight or nine months who was sorry about what he did, who realized he was wrong for doing it. And I think today, like you said, there was more of a maturity there. Maybe he did have an epiphany that this isn't the way that you should act as a human being. So I think that you're right, that there is a change in him. All right, moving on. So Peterson is in Minnesota, and Cam Newton, he's not going anywhere. He's going to stay in Charlotte for the uh, foreseeable future. Uh, Newton and the Panthers agreed officially on Tuesday to a five-year, $103 million extension that will keep Newton under team control through the 2020 season. Uh, NFL Media Insider Ian Rappaport uh, reported that Newton will earn $67.6 million in the first three years of his deal. According to a source, that is the most money ever in a three-year period. And the guarantees are uh, for the five-year deal is $60 million, $30 million in the first year. So that's big-time money. And I thought it was interesting, $60 million guaranteed. A guy that, you know, 60% complete uh, percentages in his career. So to me, not a complete quarterback at this stage. But, uh, Mark, I'll, I'll start with you on this. When Newton came out last week and said that he had skills that no one else really has ever had, that's true, too. There's a lot to get excited about, and they paid for it. Yeah, and I know those comments, we talked about it here, and a lot of people kind of chuckled at that. But when you talk about what he brings to the table in terms of his size and unique athleticism, he is right. There aren't a lot of other quarterbacks in our lifetime that, from that angle, offer what he ha- what he does. He's incomplete, but at the same time, this is the game. If you have one of these quarterbacks... You pay them that money, and you don't look back. I mean, for all of all the fans that root for teams without a quarterback, you would take Cam Newton at that rate any day of the week. Why not? And you can't just throw out the impact he has in the running game. Everyone wants a consistent passing quarterback. We get it. Eventually, Newton's running is going to slow down. But for now, 
and for the next you know few years his running is wildly valuable in the way it changes the defense and the way the defense has to react on play action and when they do read action I mean a little bit that's a huge part of his game and to me that's what makes him a top 10 quarterback if it wasn't for the running he wouldn't be that high yeah I think the guys he's closest to in playing style are Donovan McNabb and and Ben, Ben Roethlisberger who earlier in their career were Sandlot quarterbacks with, you know, especially with McNabb, McNabb, major accuracy issues. And then they became better pocket passers as their career went along. But I think Mark's right. There's a lot of debate, a lot of airtime and bandwidth but be wasted. Is he worth this contract? It doesn't matter. <laughs> if you're identified as the face of the franchise, if you're a legit franchise quarterback and the Panthers believe he is, you pay him whatever it takes. When did everyone get so concerned about, well, you know, I, that's a little too much guaranteed money in the first two years. I wish they had spread it out. I blame you. <laughs> you're right. I was always. I think the Joe, I, well, the Joe Flacco contract changed the way. Uh, the, I, when that happened, there was such a firestorm around, is he worth it, is he not? It's like. You just won a Super Bowl with this guy. Yes, he's worth it. Nobody ever asks, well, what's your alternative? Right. Right. Not right. sign him and start all over. And the way I look at it is, yes, they have a salary cap and it takes up a big portion of it, but they're worth $40 million. They're worth more. The quarterbacks are worth so much more than all the other players. Absolutely. That's how much. That's how much they're worth. So if they're worth a couple and wins, that's enough. It should be stated that Newton has been a 500 quarterback through four seasons. Uh, which isn't all on him, and he's like I said, he's not a complete passer. He's a little erratic, uh, has been since he came in the league. Kevin Clark at Wall Street Journal had a, a tweet that I liked yesterday. He said most quarterbacks are like tech startups. Almost all the money they get is because of fear of missing out, which is an internet slang FOMO. Uh, this is like the FOMO effect. Like the, mm. these guys are going to get whether they're complete quarterbacks or not. If you're young and promising, and the front office likes you. Ryan Tannehill also applies. They'll give you superstar money and just hope that they hit on you because they do not want to try to find. They don't want to be the Jets. They don't want to be the Browns. They don't want to be the Bengals. Bengals are a weird case, but they you want to just get behind the guy you believe in and hope it works out. Even if he never improves, essentially he's still worth getting this contract. I, I think believe. 100%. I, th- in, Re- in Wes's article here, how there's an NFC general manager who told ESPN recently that Newton might be two years away from being finished. What? Finished? That was mid-season last year when the Panthers were 3-8-1. and one. Oh, right. And there was all that question at the time about running quarterbacks. And I remembered reading that. That's why I went back and found it, because I thought that was crazy that in two years he could be out of it. There's a sense that he just didn't get how to play quarterback, but... I think that sells a lot of his improvements short. And I, I don't know. I Like, to me, nobody ever says what's your alternative. But more than that, when you're a team, like you said, 500 every year, they go to the playoffs the last two years, the first quarterback ever to win the NFC South in back-to-back seasons. You're not – if you decide to get rid of Newton, I'm not going to pay him. You're not drafting first or fifth. You're drafting 20th or 25th. You're not going to get a quarterback. You can go 25 years without finding – a quarterback worth starting. I mean, that's what happens to these teams. He's coming off a bad season, a relatively bad overall uh, really regular season. season. I, I think his streakiness is his defining trait. You I were writing at the first few weeks that he was a top five quarterback. Exactly. He had he had a top five type of month, and he had a seven eight game stretch in the middle that was far worse than almost any of these 
quarterbacks ever go through that well, get the big contract. And then he finished very strong. So that's that's Cam Newton. He can be streaky within a game, too. He can be on fire yeah, but in the that, first half and then throw very poorly in the second. His season, though, was a kind of a lesson on how to evaluate quarterbacks. Almost every time we see a, a, an established quarterback playing poorly, it's because the surrounding talent just absolutely falls apart. His offensive line at midseason last year was atrocious. Remember that Monday night game against the Eagles? Cam Newton was getting hit every time he dropped back. They had and no then running they solidified back. their offensive line. Kelvin Benjamin emerges as a number one. They start to get Jericho Cotri and Philly Brown playing all right. I mean, I, I think that was more about the surrounding talent and the fact that Cam Newton was playing injured. And that Panthers team down the stretch is, I think, a lot closer to what we're going to see right away this season. They aren't what they were. And, you know, we and with these young quarterbacks, we have to realize that when we're going to start them from week one as a rookie, that they're going to have to go through this streakiness and these periods on the field. They're not going through two years of practice behind in the shadows, and we're going to have to deal with that. But, who, like, I'd take Newton in a second who, over 20 other quarterbacks. How about this? Who would you take for the next five years, Cam Newton or Ryan Tannehill? Newton. Cam Newton, Cam. no question. I'd take Cam, for sure. In any offense, in any situation. Yeah, I have, absolutely. And, and I think the contract— Because I would just—let me just say this. Tannehill last year uh, showed, and I know it's a different offense and all that, but showed actual tangible growth in year three— Newton's already through year four, and he's still kind of up and down. Tannehill maybe has more Newton did things upside. as a rookie that Tannehill still hasn't done yet. I mean, Tannehill, you cannot over you cannot oversay how much that gimmick offense helped Tannehill last year. He wasn't making throws down the field. Everything was quick hitters. It, it's telling the contract they got, and I know we don't want to dive too deep into the numbers, but Cam did get that. Mo- I mean, this was a much different contract than – Tannehill, they treated him much differently. He got the Joe Flacco, Tony Romo, the top of the line. You're going to get all your guaranteed money. There's no year by year. You're just getting all the it's, money year ago. It's interesting that these quarterbacks, that Kaepernick, Kaepernick deal, which looks terrible in the hindsight. Dalton one. That, yeah, the Dalton deal, like that seemed like maybe a lot of these quarterbacks that weren't like the top eight guys would be roped into those type of deals, but apparently that's not the case. And I'd love to, just to your point on Tannehill, I would absolutely love to see what Cam Newton could do in a Chip Kelly or Bill Lazor offense. That's a, that's interesting. Uh, moving on, more extension talk. The New Orleans Saints, who have you know, a lot of turnover, um, especially on that defense, they have now identified someone that they, they see as a real building block. Cameron Jordan, uh, the defensive end, signed a five-year extension on Tuesday. The extension includes $55 million and new money over the five years, $26 million is in the first two years of the deal. And, Greg, you said this is practically starting quarterback money. Uh, is Cameron Jordan worth this type of money? I was a little surprised at the numbers, and you always have to read the fine print, but $26 million over the next two years for, for Cameron Jordan, that, that seemed a little steep for me. He's a very good player. I, I don't think he's shown that he's a superstar. He was a superstar two years ago. He wasn't last year. So how do you evaluate? He's been in the league four years, kind of like Cam Newton. He's a very good starter, and he might make a few more Pro Bowls in his career, and he might not. He's good against the run. I think he can work in any system. He's the type of guy, if you're a 3-4, he can play in. You can move him inside. He's a very good piece, and they, they're looking for defensive piece. I was just a, a little surprised for a team that uh, has a lot of big contracts over the years and a lot of salary cap problems that he's getting paid like a superstar. Yeah, their GM hasn't done the best job with the contracts. I think two years ago he was the best 3-4 end not named J.J. Watt last year, and that contributed to their surprise finish. And then last year he didn't play as well, and they were the worst defense in the NFL, I think. So I think he has to take some of the blame for that. But It's hard to know, though, because the whole defense 
melted down. Guys, we were Kenny Vaccaro, who we were writing long, glowing posts about <laughs> as a rookie, benched last season. Yeah. So who knows what was going on? Cameron Jordan is amazingly only the second first-round pick under Sean Payton to sign a second contract with the Saints. Mm. And the first one was Mark Ingram, who did not really sign a, a big deal. So they have really struggled to identify kind of core that pieces. Sean Payton or Mickey Loomis? That's Mickey Loomis and Sean Payton. I, I put put them both on it. So they've That's especially That's too much time with the Pelicans in New Orleans if you're Mickey Loomis. <laughs> uh, by the way, better name, Cameron Jordan or Jordan Cameron? Cameron Jordan. I don't think it's that close. Really? I don't like Jordan as a first name. Don't not in love with Jordan. I'd agree. I think you like Cameron. Jordan as a listeners. First name. I like Cameron. That's fine. So you prefer Kirk Cameron to Michael Jordan. Way to go, Greg. No, that's Whoa. a last name. <laughs> don't is, just paint me leap. with a broad brush like that. I've always been anti But that's why Kirk these kids Cameron. are now called that. Well the Browns called up <laughs> Jordan Cameron. Yes. Thinking they calling him and they were calling the other one when they drafted him. That's a good organization. By the way, Mark, you are a big Kirk Cameron fan of his films. This is your chance to defend Cameron's honor. That's, Remember is, 18 again I, with Dudley not Moore accurate. and Kirk Never Cameron? Never seen a film of his. I, d- I did watch his television the show. The worst story that. about Kirk Cameron, who seems kind of crazy, is when he found God or found Jesus Christ at uh, during Growing Pains, like in the tail end of Growing Pains. Shadowy League figures approaching. He, he got, he got <laughs> his girlfriend... Fired off the show because she had a history with Playboy. True story. What was the Kirk Cameron uh, <laughs> Dudley Moore movie where they switch places? Hey, by the way, to like father like son. I saw that twice at the there theater. There were like thirty body switch movies in the eighties. Like that was nineteen eighty seven. I was like twelve. To the eighty percent of the people listening, Kirk Cameron was a <laughs> mid level sitcom actor oh, on a mid level sitcom show. Okay, high level sitcom actor on a mid on a show. mid to upper level sitcom show. I don't he think was, people know who Kirk Cameron is. I think is a lot do. He I was on the cover years. of all the girl teeny bopper magazines yeah. when we were in like. Junior high. Right, exactly. That's yeah. a long time ago. By the way, <laughs> Wes. He's not had a long staying power is my point. He's like not, 1987, he was on top of the you world. You don't see him popping up in new, like, Showtime, you know, drama. Uh, he is He's a big name. Wes downstairs <laughs> just told us that he's not been to a movie since Sideways, which was Stop. over really? a decade or ago. Rwanda. So that you've seen a Dudley Moore slash Kirk Cameron movie twice in the theater is telling to me. This is going to be hard for you guys to believe, but stay with me here. You can, it's 2015, you can watch movies on a personal handheld device and wait for it to come to your house via Netflix or Amazon. You're not a movie video. magic guy. You do not have to I go love the to experience. I love the experience. Thanks for the hot tip. We all know <laughs> all how right. that works. Well, I don't think it really reflects on me that <laughs> I don't want to fight traffic and other human beings to go to a movie. Can I just say something interesting about Wes, who's previously shared with us that he does not go to uh, rock concerts because he feels the music doesn't translate and he doesn't like to be around yeah. people. Also doesn't go to movie theaters. You're, in, you're inching closer into the, the mm. shut-in world with the, the boxes all around you, and all of a sudden they, they find your body under a pile of clothes in, you know, age 49. Unabomber right. 2.0. Wes, I didn't know that about <laughs> concerts. That just eliminated you from uh, that extra Wilco ticket I had there. Extra Wilco okay. ticket? Well, those were that. for Dan and I anyways, I thought. So. Uh, wait, Wilco? Yeah, see, I'm breaking news. That's what show. I forgot to tell Dan about. Yeah, we're going to go to a Wilco show at some point. When? I think it's in August. Oh. <laughs> right during a Wes, heavy slate of preseason action. The West I don't actually covered. think that you'll become a hoarder and be in your house forever. 
That was just a joke. I feel better about my life now because I was starting <laughs> to really do some self-reflection. You are the most you're, – you're the social guy. You're the one that has everyone over. That's well, it won't, interesting. It won't be a house is what you mean. I'm a very social guy, but I like to have people I like around but me, you also, not people I don't like around me. You like going to pubs, and I'm sure there are many times you went to Huckapoo's where it was a full house. Right, and I knew almost everybody in there. So you got okay. So you got to know the people. Underrated moment, though, in life, at least for me, is like the moment you emerge from the movie's doors back out into the world. You've just been in that movie world for a couple hours. I hear that. Come back out. I just it's I like a cocoon. That. I love that. That's why I like. You're it. like, like a caterpillar turning into a butterfly. That was like a Cameron Crowe monologue Greg just dropped on us. <laughs> when I leave the magic of the theater and open those doors, I look at the, the world in a different way. <laughs> Cameron Crowe, all of a sudden Some British. bad finger song comes on. Uh, all right, moving on. Roger Goodell, who is the commissioner, who uh, you may know that, sometimes under fire. Uh, he is involved right now in this Tom Brady appeal, the four-game suspension uh, there was a chance for the Brady camp or the NFLPA to, uh, you know, ask Goodell to recuse himself from the appeal and have someone else handle the appeal of Brady's suspension. But uh, Goodell informed the union on Tuesday that he will not recuse himself from the June 23rd appeal hearing, according to a letter obtained by Rap Sheet. Um, Brady is trying to eliminate that four-game suspension, and I guess considering that uh, you know, Brady or Goodell was involved with handing down the ban. You wouldn't want him involved with the appeal, but that's not going to happen. Goodell's involved. Now, Wes, tell me if I'm right now. The final step in all this to kind of soothe everything now is Rog slashes the suspension in half, mm. and then he gets a little bit, or even by, you know, down to one game, gets in Kraft's good graces. Uh, Brady still gets punished. The Patriots still pay the money and lose the picks. But Brady's back on the field by week two or three, and everything's okay. Is that how it plays out? That's not the sense I get from listening to Roger Goodell speak. Mm. He doesn't seem conciliatory in in any fashion. Mm. And I think he wants to see the text that Brady wasn't giving up. I did like uh, there was a sighting in the letter that it said, you know, according to uh, the collective bargaining, using the collective bargaining agreement, and common sense, and then he went into his point. Just, just basically saying common sense says I'm not going to be a guy that is brought up to trial during an appeal if I'm hearing the appeal. And common sense says I'm going to just keep this, guys. I'm going to make the decision. You guys won't. I mean, and a lot of people feel like the Kraft and Goodell, longtime pals, have some sort of <laughs> wink-wink agreement behind the scenes. But really – for all the fire that Goodell takes, if he goes and reverses or cuts in half or reduces the decision he made after so much thought just weeks ago, doesn't he look even weaker? I mean, why, it seems like he's got to stick it's with a, To me, it's a little bit about job security, too. Put out the olive branch, and maybe it helps you down the line. But what I, they said, though, was that the other 31 teams gained a lot of respect for Goodell for coming down hard on the Patriots. Well, he went out of his way when I read this letter to say – my mind is open, and, and of course, you know, you, you would expect him to say, my mind is open. But I think this was the key part where he said, I've publicly expressed my appreciation to Ted Wells and his colleague. It doesn't mean I'm wedded to their conclusions or their assessment of fact. I Blah, blah, blah. I may reach a different conclusion about Brady's conduct or the discipline mm. imposed. Well, so yeah. I think the door is open the way that the Patriots ended up not fighting this to knock it down. To, uh, by a game. Whenever, that's what I would predict. Three whenever games. in life you find yourself 
in a corner, you're in trouble. You, he told us what to do right there. You throw Ted Wells under the bus, <laughs> and you are fine. That's how you operate. Because they kind of made it like Troy Vincent and made the decision before, that he was the one that really recommended the suspension, even though, of course, Goodell has to approve it, that it was Troy Vincent and Ted Wells' proof, and now Goodell, in theory, could come to a different conclusion. Greg, would you like to go in? Oh, two things. Two sandwich props with you, Greg. The one scale's at one. Okay, no, no, that's fine. No, you don't have to ask anymore. No, it's a uh, I say it will be frozen. There's no more pee. Gross. It will be reduced by at least two games. Take me on a sandwich. No, because I don't want to root against that. That's a good, you know. I I think it'll be one game, but why would I want to? I would hope there's no games. I don't want to root against a a good outcome for the Patriots. If that may, my my job my life as a fan overwhelms my desire for. I thought your whole thing is sandwiches. taking every sandwich bet. Well, not I don't, I don't like mm. this. Okay, how about uh, on a sandwich that Entourage makes at least $30 million in this weekend? Well, it's tricky. It has a, I don't know if you know, but it's a Wednesday opening. I've done some research on this. <laughs> All right, first three days. <laughs> That's of a little Sully. weird. In post-production, can you put that horrible Jane's Addiction song uh, behind this conversation? Which horrible Jane's Addiction? Which one? Uh, it's the cr- opening credits for the show. Oh. Oh, the, the oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> something like that. I hope you yeah, weren't calling something around there. Jane Says a Horrible Jane is Addiction. No, 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 no. I thought you meant Ben Cott stealing her. No, no, no. Because no, I'm no. going to be stealing your sandwiches. Okay. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Whoa. And now yeah, I'll this whole deflate gate story do you think we'll, can die. I'll go under 30. 30 million. Under 30. I'm saying For I'm the five-day opening weekend. No, five, see, five days is too long. You just added two whole days. That's not box you in. Come on. I'm saying the three best days they have won't equal thirty million. Wow, well, I think However you need you to that's you need to get on Dan's wavelength here. Go with the whole five days. Come on, be well, that's insane. He just changed it from three days to five I never, days. You know, that's a totally I never different. formally laid out the, the, the what it was. I'm not you doing, be a man. I'm not doing that. I think that's where that's that changes the whole game. So it won't make thirty million over five days, or it will over three days. But over five days, you think? I think it would over five days. Yeah. Mm. That accomplished nothing and was not satisfied. All right. right, we've made no ground. All right, how about this? 25 over three days. Okay. All right. Okay, moving on. Ooh, you got swindled. The, de- Den- you the Denver Broncos. <laughs> three days. The Denver Broncos. <clears throat> two sandwiches. Oh, no, you didn't take the first one. Which three days? Uh, The first three days, right? Yeah. 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 Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Monty Ball and C- West, just to get back at me for the hoarders, is going to go see Entourage like 30 times. <laughs> No. <laughs> Have you ever seen Entourage? The show? Yeah. Yes. That I would, watched the first. That would be helping. Oh yeah, I just realized it would help. I think me. I watched the first three or four uh, seasons in the the uh, binge watching category. Yeah. And I liked the first couple of seasons, and then I was out. A spoiler: all the bros end up okay in the end. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Vinny, what's gonna happen? We're in trouble. Relax, guys. We could always go back to Queens. I'll see this movie. That was every episode ever of Entourage. No, every like, everyone had Medellin in it too. Yeah, Medellin. All right, moving on. Monty Ball and C.J. Anderson uh, are two of the top running backs for the Broncos. C.J. Anderson obviously broke out last year, uh, looked really good. And when he was on the field, Monty Ball, who entered the season as uh, not only uh, the uh, presumptive lead running back, he was also making the leap candidate for around the NFL. Didn't work out that way. He struggled with injuries. Anderson had a big year. However, Ball thinks that he has a chance to really be a big-time player this year still. Had this to say, I'm really looking forward to splitting carries with him, referring to Anderson. 
Uh, I think we're two really good backs in a system that we love to keep the ball on the ground, so we love this system. He views himself as 1B to, to C.J. Anderson's 1A. Wes, you call him BS? No, he views himself that way because that's what the coaches have told him. Mm. I did this post purely as a service for the fantasy footballers who keep falling from the banana in the tailpipe in Denver, that whoever is their number one running back in August is going to finish the year as a top. You know, Fabiano's always got, like, Monte Ball as a first-round pick. Everybody this year is going to have C.J. Anderson as a first-round pick. And, like, three different running backs are going to start for the Broncos this year throughout the season. Who is in that team since Terrell Davis, whoever sustained – there have been breakout guys – but who's ever sustained it over two years? Portis for two years, maybe. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. about it. I mean, Mike part Anderson of is, for a couple years. Yeah, Anderson was good. I mean, that's. I think the zone blocking scheme that Kubiak brings is reason for optimism for both. I mean, they talk about Ball here as just different in quotes. One coach said, and I hope so because I found him very unimpressive last year. But he was injured for. He part says of the he year. was injured from week one. Oh. And that, and that it, we don't hear about some of those injuries sometimes. I couldn't agree more with, with Wes's hot take and what you said, Mark. I, I think C.J. Anderson, there's no guarantee that he's going to even be the starter day one at all. This is a guy that came out of nowhere and had former coaches, Adam Gase, talking trash basically about his work ethic. That is a major red flag. We we talk about red flags in the buildup to the real draft, this should be a one in the build-up to your fantasy draft. If ex-coaches are talking about your work ethic after you made the Pro Bowl on what Ooh. seemed like a breakout season, he is getting drafted right now, Wes, as the 10th player in fantasy league. Well, hold That's on, though. One, it's would, right about where Monte Ball was getting drafted at I this time last right. year. You know, I would much rather just take Ball and whoever else makes that roster. Well, Monte Ball that. was in our Making the Leap series last year. Maybe we don't put C.J. Anderson this time around. That's not to say that C.J. Anderson was not impressive last year. I think Greg particularly was impressed I did. with him. That's the thing. I did really like him. But he it's also, a different system, too. When right, and system, that's a, bi- that's a big change. Yeah. Didn't he shed, though, 20 pounds or something? That he's, he's Trope. lighter? Trope alert. Well, 21 pounds is like you'd have to cut off my arm. To he's l- got time to put 13 back on and all throughout July. <laughs> we should we should get well, but for someone that they're saying has no work ethic and couldn't care less, it's, you got to do a little bit of work. He changed maybe, his diet. That's you know. maybe a fair on, point. Maybe on Thursday we'll go through some tropes. Yeah, act, of the off season. I was thinking, Sean, as a, an assignment, you should create I'll some sort job. of trope siren, or maybe not a siren, but trope alert, trope sound alert. drop that you can drop throughout the off season whenever the tropes pop up. So you you think about that. <laughs> and don't yes. blow it. I'm all over that. And I also, I have a. This probably will happen when TD's back. But just be aware that I have a Jock Jams uh, trivia coming up. Yes. At you at some point. That's what I'm talking about. The if la- you do a good job this week, though. Okay. That. Well, I have two <laughs> weeks to prove myself. Starts he with Trope come back on, Until my birthday on June 19th, if I'm not mistaken. The last really? two producers yeah. we gave assignments to. Zach Goldman's not even in the country anymore. Nor is TD. TD's in Nigeria. <laughs> Both exported. Crystal Rich. Who knows where she's Ooh. at. So you got to be. She's careful. a published author. Where's our Stitcher too? Like, where is everything? <laughs> everything and everyone is it leaves us. Doesn't it well, feel like at 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 the end of the day? Maybe we're driving them away. All we have is each we're other. Totally, utterly alone. <laughs> that is how it is, Dan. This is twice you've painted a picture. Now of you're me stuck being with alone. the guy with the mustache, <laughs> like living yeah. on the edge of town with a cat named Boo and a bunch of soup cans. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, that's what's happening. All right, so news is done. Assignment handed out to Sully. And, uh, you know, got some sandwiches from Greg, or at least one sandwich. That's good. Well, I feel good about this. I trust you, America. 
Uh, I wouldn't do that. That's why I'm. Uh, That's I, a good point. I will never ever see this movie, but I am absolutely certain there are enough meatheads. I feel like it's going to make ten million in New England alone. Greg siding with the uh, general population for the first time as an as an adult. Yeah, I was. I was just thinking. Everybody from South America's gone. too smart to give to give all these clowns more money, but I don't know. The Sex in the Cities had two pretty monster movies, so that that's working against. Me. Yeah, it's coming out like five years too late. Well, that's yeah. I mean, huh. that's another part of it. I don't know how this movie got made, but it is, and we're going to be tracking it closely. I'm looking forward to the How to Make It in America movie coming out in 2019. <laughs> <laughs> Little HBO a joke for you there, Wes. There's a callback. I don't know what Greg. that means. Uh, it was a really bad show about sneakers. <laughs> I true story. Did not have cable all those years. Uh, all right, so. All right, so people are doing power. Wes's right endless television was. <laughs> Look, we didn't grow up with cable or microwaves or answering machines or anything like that. You know? Let's do some power rankings. Or toys. And, by the way, I was thinking, and I, I was talking to Mark about this, uh, the boss. Why we should have power oh, rankings. Oh, I like the sound year. of that. <laughs> the boss. Yeah, you said Mark the boss. I know what oh, you're okay. doing. You're okay. switching the, the. I'm thinking of the future. Reference. Uh, when Mark p- pushes you out in a massive power play. But a, a power rankings <laughs> in which all six of the around the NFL writers are involved, and it's a weighted voting process. And then we have it each week, and then we could cite it randomly. Like, oh, yeah. here are the Colts, the number yeah. eight team on the around the NFL power rankings. I like that. By weighted, you mean that I get more weight than your votes? Listen, again, you're the boss for now before (laughs) Mark pushes you out in a massive power play. But, yeah, you could do whatever you want. A weighted system. No, I I think that would be weird. That would be weird. I like that idea a lot. Now, talking about power plays and political maneuvering, you know, power rankings people want, you know, there is a writer for power rankings on the site, and sometimes – you know, people just want, okay, that's the power rankings for the site. So we'd be looked on as an upstart that's trying to knock off the old power rankings. Maybe we but could I just like call that. it something. Be, we could use lose power and just call it something else rankings. I But I also like the idea of, like, directly yeah. angering people within the building. I do. Yeah. I've never been afraid of a, a little <laughs> inter-office fight. It keeps a little me, conflict. It keeps me interested. There will be a lot of, like, you know uh, – S talking about the around the NFL team if we launch our own power rankings. Like Handsome Hank, uh, the notorious um, DOP. DOP, thank you. Blanked out there. When he hears this, he's going to roll his eyes and immediately come over to Greg. Oh, guys, you know that's guys, not a good idea. It's not happening. But don't ar- do it. I've already been told that I cannot do any power rankings of any sort for this company. <laughs> anyway, so, all right, Greg, the, we'll talk about this. I like the idea. Longer. Okay. Good idea. All right, so let's do a little power rankings, just individual. And for now, the top five teams right now, in your mind, on June 2nd, and the bottom five. So the top dogs, the bottom feeders. Uh, let's start with the – we'll start – we'll skew positive to start, and Mark Sessler will get going uh, with his top five. Five to one, please, Mark. Top five. You know, it's the off season, and everyone just talks about, ooh, look at what everyone did to get better. How about a team that didn't sign a single free agent? Just went and drafted the guys they want to draft. Green Bay Packers, number one. Well, I said five to one, but spoiler alert. That's all right. Now we'll, we'll go in no, reverse well, order from well five go. to two. All right, we'll go. Well. Second well. best team, I'm going to go with Seattle Seahawks. Okay. No reason not to do that. Okay. Number three, I don't care what their roster tells me, ever, New England Patriots, best mm. coach team in the league. Number four, Denver Broncos, assuming Peyton Manning does not completely fall off a cliff. I'm believing at this point he will not. Uh, f- number five, Indianapolis Colts, the Colts of Indy. Hmm. Hmm. 
Interesting. I'm surprised that you put the Colts there. Andrew Luck, maybe. Yeah, but you've already been on record saying you see them getting wiped out in a blowout in the playoffs again this year. Am I? I thought you did. By the Doesn't Patriots. sound accurate to me. Uh, Wes, you, uh, if you could maybe 5-1 to one, so you could have a little <laughs> bit of drama here. My, I, I think there's more drama in, in the five spot for me. Okay, well, okay, go ahead. Because I know what my first four are. But All right, go ahead. What are your first four? I, <laughs> four I'm with Mark. You guys I've, are impossible. I've got Packers 1, Seahawks 2, just like Mark does. I think they're clearly the two top teams in the NFL. Okay. They're the two powerhouses. I have the Colts third. Mm. Uh, the Patriots and Broncos are weaker this year. The Colts are stronger. Mm. Um, I love their offense. It's loaded. And their defense – Somehow they pick up a guy like Trent Cool. They pick up Kendon Langford. They pick up a couple impressive rookies, and everyone says they didn't improve their defense in any way. They get Robert Mathis coming back from an injury. Maybe. I think they're improved. So I'll take the Colts third. I've got the Ravens penciled in at four. Hmm. Uh, I'm not sold on that one though. But I think that the uh, I think that Paraman can make an make an impact right away. So I like that. Wow. Their defense so you is dumb. you. They were solidly in your top four. I like that. No, I think the first three are – there's solid. a gap between three and then the rest of them. And then for five, I don't know what the Patriots have at quarterback for a month. Peyton Manning's the biggest mystery in the NFL to me right now. And Carson Palmer is also a big mystery. So those three teams are eliminated. I feel more confident about the Steelers' question mark at defense than I do about the other question marks at quarterback. So the Steelers are five to me. Okay. Oh, it's only four games there with Brady. You know. Four. If they go on four, they're not going to win. Who uh, just missed the cut? So who would be six then? Just Patriots, guys. Broncos, and Cardinals. Okay. Pa- what about you? Who would, who just missed? Who's six? I have to agree with the uh, the situation in Pittsburgh. I had Steelers as my sixth team. Okay, cool. Uh, as far as mine, I'm also with you guys. Packers, Seahawks, one, two. Uh, I got the Steelers at three. I just – I, I – Keep going back to how great they looked uh, heading into the playoffs, and that looked like a complete team that was rolling. And then Bell gets hurt. And Wait, that... so you're not even counting back from five now. No, I feel <laughs> once it's been established, it's over. You know, I feel, you maybe know. there's more drama doing it this way. Maybe, maybe it is. We're all gonna have Seahawks and Packers. No, it is actually absolutely correct. Because if we're all in that same realm, but anyway, I thought the Steelers were the AFC's most dangerous team last year uh, before Bell got hurt. I, I think that. You know, he'll, he's missing a game to start the season. They'll be okay there. I love Roethlisberger, uh, who seems to be getting better. I think uh, they're always in the mix, and I think the Steelers go on a deep run this year. So I think they're three. I got the Ravens at four. Mm. Almost beat the Patriots in New England in the playoffs. Gr- uh, good coaching, great quarterback, or very good quarterback. Uh, they got a running game, some defense. And uh, then I put the Broncos at five. I won't, I'm not going to put dirt on Peyton Manning yet. And for the reasons Wes said about the quarterback uncertainty with New England and, you know, a better division they're playing in. I got the Patriots just on the outside looking in, but by no means am I counting out Greg. Oh, you are. Of they're not in any top five. List. Were they in your top five? They, they were, were number three for me. They're in marks. Dan, are you saying that it's uh, like a preternatural sense I have for show business that I, without any instruction, started <laughs> yes. at one knowing that that's where it was top-heavy, zero drama, Get into the drama. Yeah, Hollywood, kid. Yeah, Hollywood, and you're on top of the world. Well, I got a little drama at the top. Okay. At least. at least I have a different number one. I have the Seahawks one, the Packers two. Either way. <laughs> Sully uh, just threw up both hands in the air in celebration. And now he's wa- literally oh, waving Oh, I didn't even Seahawks know one. Sully was a Seahawks fan. How from, are you from, from Alabama? the SEC 
And you're a Seahawks fan. Uh, I'm not from Alabama. <laughs> you're from Tennessee. Tennessee. I know you're from yes. Tennessee. Northern Alabama. Let's stomp that out right now. Uh, Seahawks fan <laughs> through my brother's had season tickets. But, let me guess. Okay, good. Well, for, well that's even a little questionable. 83? Well, were you no. also coming of age when there was no team in Tennessee? Uh, yes. That, <laughs> that, no, that makes sense. Okay, that's okay. Fair. I'm not going to allow it. What is, in Tennessee? What, coming of age. I'm just saying, if you grew up, you don't have a local. No, team. I'm just it's just it, a pre, funny image. Pre Oilers move to your well, home. Well, technically, state. I went. I went from San Antonio to Tennessee. So oh, so it really, really okay. didn't have. So Seahawks are natural. What? Well, Wait, what there's no that? Not natural. Either I really of the players. But well, you should have been the Oilers then. Oilers to the Titans. Uh, no. I don't know. Uh, Houston, San Antonio, they're about 10 yeah, hours apart. On if you weren't a Seahawks fan before the turn of the century, you're not allowed. When you were a kid growing up. Oh, wait. That includes TD. What grade did you move? When did you move to Tennessee? Uh, sixth grade. All right. What team were uh, kids into then? Or was it was the. Well, by then the Titans were, the were, Titans uh, were there. Yeah, the Titans were there. But East Tennessee, it's it's more Vols country. Anyway. Okay. Mm. Why do people have to become a fan of the team of the where they live? That's ridiculous. It, oh, it's most natural, people find that yeah. it happens naturally. Well, it doesn't have to though. I'm not Most people he do. Should it. be. I was just curious. Mark, I I praise you for your decision. Yeah. Good luck. Mark God immediately speed. worried that he's not going to inflict the son, his sons on the Browns. I mean, the Brown. He's like they have to be. I would never the make them do that. No. Neck and neck uh, pod MVPs right here. <laughs> it's, it's coming down to the line. Wait, By the way, he's pointing to Mark and I. First of all, all, right. all first of all, we got to mark you down. You cannot point in an audio podcast. <laughs> Nobody knows who you're pointing at. Yeah, I liked okay. what he was Greg pointing at. Uh, Greg and Mark. Yep. All right. Well, listen. Uh, this could be. This would be the equivalent. West, tell me if I'm wrong. If Mark pulls this out, it's the equivalent of like when the Rockets and Hakeem won the title with Jordan. I think that's a fair. That's a fair. So you win it, you would get the MVP, but it would be a little it's bit an of an asterisk. asterisk. Yeah. Well, that's that's you're saying that Jordan's entire career is cooked because that's what happens every week when TD picks his MVP. So <laughs> the parallel was ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, Fair point. Did you? I never finished. Yeah, yeah. I had the Seahawks. <laughs> <laughs> you never started. I said the Seahawks. They got the best roster. I think they're won by a lot. I mean, to me, they're won every year until proves it otherwise. By okay, one. just because you got the Packers next. I'm putting the Patriots third. I mean, they're there every year with 12 wins. You guys always talk about it. If the Steelers can win games with Dennis Dixon or Charlie Batch when Roethlisberger's suspended, why why can't they win? Two if it's four oh, games, I, it's I know everyone in Boston. Thinks that Garoppolo is the second best quarterback in the country behind Tom Brady. I know. Give me a break. With I that. think he'll be good enough to win two or three games. Well, they've opened two and two, two a number of times. Games. I mean, they're gonna win eleven games down the stretch. You got the. I got the Broncos fourth. I just think top to bottom, that's maybe the most talented roster in the AFC, and I think they upgrade. I really think this is underrated. John Fox and Jack Del Rio. You're out the door, and you get Wade Phillips and Gary Kubiak. The more I've thought about it, I think that's mm. a big-time upgrade in terms of scheme and all that. And then I have the Steelers, number five. I think their defense will get better, and you got to look at the court. None of those Broncos coaching upgrades mean anything if Peyton Manning is the same quarterback he was in December and January. Who, who just misses the cut for you? Oh, I didn't have the Colts, so they would, okay. they would be close. All right, let's go through the bottom five. And, Mark, I know you know. you want to go one to five or five? No, you tell me. Like, All right, why don't we go this – well, yeah, let's do it. Let's go your 28th team. Count. Get worse. Get worse. Yeah, right. get worse. Okay. All right, my 28th team is the Bucks. And I – this is hard because all these teams seem to have gotten better to me, so I – you know, I'm still working this out. It always number, seems that way. Number 29, the Redskins, who I – you know, they just bore me. 
Yeah. I'm bored watching that team. Gotcha. 30, the Jaguars, because how about prove it before I loft you up 10 spots like I did last offseason. You're a lover scorned. Fair enough. 31, the Titans. I understand the two of these teams I mentioned have new quarterbacks, but they have not played it down, and I'm not ready to crown them yet. And number 32, the Raiders, because they're the Raiders. That's Again. where they belong. All right. Uh, Christopher Wesley. Got oh, who just missed the cut? Who's 27 for you? Well, I put the Browns, but, you know, look, if that if they're the 27th Same worst thing. team in football, it's a They disaster. hurt you last year, too. They did. End of the stretch, end of the season. All right, Wes. Uh, I kind of agree with Mark. All these teams are better, but the guideline for me is the last – the, the worst five teams in the league almost every year don't have a quarterback. That's the deciding factor. So I've got 28. The Rams, I don't think Nick Foles is the answer. I watched his tape, and he was terrible last season. They never have an offense. Wow. They're the definition of mediocrity every single year. Greg disagrees with that for sure. Well, I think they're one of these team. years the Rams are going to win more than seven games, but I don't know when it's going to be. Uh, the Browns I have next. Again, I and I actually like Josh McCown, but I don't think he's good enough to kind of break, you know, whatever they have at wide receiver. So what is that, 28? That's 29. 29. 30, I have the Titans. I like them for the future, but that doesn't mean that Mariota is going to come in and light light it up this year. 31, the Bucks. Uh Again, same thing, rookie quarterback. I expect Winston to lead the NFL in interceptions. I think the offensive line's still a mess, and who knows about the running game. 32, the Raiders, because that's where they belong. <laughs> yeah, you don't think they're – they've gotten – Better to the degree they could squeak out six wins. The Raiders. Yeah. Let's again, like I said last podcast. Let's see if they can push the ball past the forty-yard line, and then we'll worry about wins. <laughs> I'm worried about or this Derek Carr thing, by the way. Seven yards down the field. Let's, yeah. Let's keep our eye on this Derek Carr situation. If he is not healthy or needs surgery, all bets are off with that team. Right. Because they need him to be better, and he's not even healthy right now. But still, a long way to training camp. All right. Uh, here's mine. Twenty-eight. Uh, sorry, Mark. I think the Browns, and it's the quarterback position more than anything else. Uh, I don't think they have answers there. 29, the Titans. I think Mariota's got to learn the pro game. And what? What's no, up? I wish we get the looks on Mark's face when we <laughs> say the Browns. Well, I can't. I Last year, no, last year I was all on fire about this, but I, I can't I disagree with you. It's, no, I know. It, and you know what? It literally looks like you're eating <laughs> and then, but you Which know, is not the, we're, that's not the exercise here, all this exercise. I think it's more I'm, I'm sick of the Browns being kind of Pumped up year after year as a team that's ready to bounce back. I kind of – the way last season ended, yeah. I don't like it, and I don't like what they did with the quarterback. It's fair. All right, Marcus Mariota, you know, he's going to take some lumps this year. He's got to learn how to play at this level. We don't even know if he's good. The Titans are going to stink. 30, the Redskins, you know, RG3. The Jay Gruden RG3 thing, uh. which was nasty last year, they put them together again. Let's see what happens. I don't think it's going to be good. The Raiders at 31. I do not have them as the worst team. I think, uh, you know, they're near that area. Um, and they could easily go 2-14 and 14 again. Uh, but I think the Jaguars will be worse. I thought the mm. Fowler injury was devastating to them. Uh, he could have been a difference maker uh, on their defense. And uh, I'm not sold on Blake Bortles and all the trope talk about his new mechanics and <laughs> so on and so forth. So I think they will be very bad once again. Where did you have the Raiders? I had them at 31. Oh, okay. And the 49ers just missed it for me. They're at 27. Wow. I, mm. I Again, Jim Tonsula, you know, rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic, unfortunately. Not a great <laughs> way. It's like he got a helicopter to the Titanic after it hit the iceberg, <laughs> which is fair. not fair. This is, a, this is tough. I really don't feel like there are that many terrible-looking teams. We always think that, but there will be. No, right. usually I do think there's a few more. 
I don't know. I don't. I feel it was bad. harder. It was hard. I came up with four that I thought deserved to be on this list. The Raiders at twenty nine. I did not have them at the bottom. Okay. Wait. Are you just going I'm all skipping, over the place? I'm skipping twenty eight. Well, what? We, Greg, total iconoclast. All right. I'll go twenty. I I don't believe it though. I need to come up with a, t- a team that I believe is really going to stink. I had the Browns written, but I don't believe that. I think they could be good. It wouldn't surprise <laughs> me. Although, if you look at their skill position players, oh that's where it's bad. They could. Well, pop- that's important in the NFL. Last I, you know, <laughs> seasons I would tell I, was us, ma- so. I, I have a post going up the worst position groups. They're in the mix at quarterback, wide receiver, and tight end as the worst. In Other the than that. That's but bad. their offensive line is great, and their defense could you be know what? I like their Let coach. me just play to the sports gods. Sports gods, please give the Cleveland Cavaliers the NBA title. Give the people of Ohio Ohio something. Okay, I guess I just argued to put the Browns 28. (laughs) Raiders are 29, a little higher than you guys. Generous. Defense was fine last year. That's very generous. 30, the Chicago Bears. Oh, I like that. You know, the Bears. Oh, you're bailing on your boy Cutler finally. Well, let's. I don't. You know, I'm not into the coaches. I'm not into the defense. Mm. There's, you know, you hate John Fox. A lot of chains there. That's fair. Uh, <laughs> Bucks 31, and then I have the tight tunes as the worst team in the league. There you go. Wow. That's a tough spot for Marcus Mariota, and I don't think that coaching staff on offense is going to. But we're bound to be wrong, though, because we basically have the Titans and Bucks we have picking same... dead last again. It's not going to happen. Wait, we basically have the who same that... teams as Titans well. will go 7 and 9. Never works out that way. Who, I mean, who is the best chance to shock us? Jaguars, Raiders, or Titans? Jaguars. I didn't put the Jaguars on this list. I would the have Jaguars top, on my list. I would have them in the top twenty or so. Well, I it, think this is the year they make that leap up to. I think their defense is going to be much better. I actually am not just saying this. I think the Raiders are not as bad as I put them, which is the worst team in the league. I just don't know who to make that team, but I think they're better than that. They'll Feels prove like it. We Walk it back, Sessler. Walk no, they'll it prove back. it. I think it's it's a tougher to pick the tough teams than it is to pick your top five. If Dan wasn't sure about trying to. Stage a coup against the official NFL.com yeah. power rankings. All he's got to do is look at the current version that's up right now. Yeah. Number twenty-six on the list, the New York Jets. Let me guess. Yeah, well, whatever. Let me guess where the Cowboys are. Top. You talking about the Porsche five? known as the New York Jets? <laughs> yeah, the yes. The Porsche. Oh, the Cowboys are number six on the list. It's time to stage a revolution, a power <laughs> rankings revolution at NFL.com. Handsome Hank's, like, throwing something through his screen right now. There's a lot of Chiefs love out there, too, I feel like. Peter King, we talked about his power rankings. Let's not talk about his the power rankings. It was, was embarrassing. He has the Chiefs at four. That's crazy. I think a team like the Chiefs or the Lions are more likely to be in the bottom five. That's what happens. There's ups and downs every year, but it's tough to predict which team is going to have that kind of free fall. I think I think Peter King gave his intern a box of teams and numbers, and the guy just flipped it up in the air, and it it just got lost, and he just put them all back together haphazardly. <laughs> That's how it happened. I don't think we're going to get Peter King on the show. Anyway. Thank God. Uh, all right, that is our show. That is Tuesday's edition of the Around the NFL podcast. Uh, we will be back on Thursday with another show. We'll get into some trope talk and uh, maybe maybe we'll hit up the mailbag again we'll see if you guys delivered some more good questions all that good stuff Uh, thank you very much to uh, Mr. Sully behind the glass good job good start this is Dan Hansa signing off for the sizzler the mailman the boss and ayo Sully behind the glass till Thursday you go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring 
your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.